Welcome to this episode of Inspire with Sean, Season 4, Episode 1. We are sponsored by your business. Have you minded yours lately? We're also being sponsored by my bills. Pay one of them before you try giving me advice. Well, it's been over a year now since our last season on Inspire with Sean, so I figured on kicking it off with a nice intro episode here on a good subject of mine that I consistently try to thrive for and I consistently learn about every single day, every single moment. And um, so here we go. Here is the episode on happiness. Most of us probably do not believe we need a formal definition of happiness. The dictionary does a grand job at it. The state of being happy, which is defined as feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. Fortunate and convenient, we know it when we feel it. We often use the term to describe a range of positive emotions, including, however, not limited to joy, pride, contentment, gratitude, or verklempt. Today, we are going to dive deeper and well-define what happiness is. First, to understand the cause and effect of happiness, researchers first need to define it. Many of them use the term interchangeably with subjective well-being. I have even taken up the idea of replacing my definition of happiness to now mean my own personal well-being, which they the researchers measure by simply asking people to report how satisfied they feel with their own lives and how much positive and negative emotion they are experiencing, which I ask you to take some time out of your day, reflect, ask yourself to self-evaluate. In her 2007 book, The How of Happiness, positive psychology researcher Sonia Limbronowski elaborates describing happiness as, quote, the experience of joy, contentment, or positive well-being combined with a sense that one's life is good, meaningful, and worthwhile. This definition resonates. It captures the feeling positive emotions that come with happiness, along with a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in life. It suggests how these emotions reinforce the sense of meaning among one another. While happiness makes us feel good, studies have found happiness actually improves other aspects of our lives. Here's a short list of some of the good stuff researchers has linked to happiness. It is good for our health. Happy people are less likely to get sick and tend to live longer. Happiness is great for our relationship. Happy people are more likely to get married and have fulfilling marriages and they have more friends. Happy people make more money and are more productive at work. Happy people are more generous. Happy people cope better with stress and trauma. Happy people are more creative and are better able to see the big picture. Based on her research, Ms. Limberlowski has concluded roughly 50% of happiness is determined by our genes, 10% by our life circumstances, however, 40% depends on our daily activities. Here are some specific science-based activities for cultivating happiness. Awe narratives. 
Recall and describe a time when you experienced awe. Best possible self. Imagine your life going as well as it possibly could. Then write about this best possible future. Best possible self for relationships. Imagine your relationship going as well as it possibly could. Mental subtraction of positive events. Visualize what your life would be like without the good things you have. Meaningful photographs. Photograph, then write about things which are meaningful to you. Gift of time. Invest in your relationships by spending quality time with people you care about. Time capsule. Create a collective or positive experience to surprise your future self. Here are some of the keys to happiness Ms. Limberlowski and other researchers have also identified. Build relationships. Perhaps the dominant finding from happiness research is social connections are key to happiness. Studies show close relationships, including romantic relationships, are especially important, suggesting we should make time for those closest to us, people in whom we can confide who will support us when we're down. Pursue happiness indirectly. Rather than constantly monitoring your emotions striving to feel better, try to organize your daily life around activities which are naturally enjoyable, including some of these. Practice savoring the art of maintaining and deepening positive feelings by becoming more aware of them. Research suggests that our ability to savor impacts how much of a mood boost we get from happy events. Give thanks. Research by Michael McCulloch, Robert Emmons, and Miss Lemberlowski, and others has revealed the power of simply counting our blessings on a regular basis. People who keep gratitude journals, such as myself, feel more optimism, greater satisfaction with their lives, and research shows writing a gratitude letter to someone you've never properly thanked brings a major boost of happiness. Practice kindness. Research by Elizabeth Dunn and colleagues finds people report greater happiness when they spend money on others than when they spend it on themselves. Even though they initially think the opposite would be true, similarly, neuroscience research shows when we do nice things for others, our brains light up in areas associated with pleasure and reward. Give up grudges. Grudge-breaking studies by Everett Worthington Michael McCulloch and their colleagues show that when we forgive those who have wronged us, we feel better about ourselves, experience more positive emotions, and feel closer to others. Get physical. Exercise is not just good for our bodies, it's good for our minds. Studies show regular physical activities increase happiness as well as self-esteem. Exercise reduces anxiety and stress. It can even lift symptoms of depression. Quote, 
Exercise may very well be the most effective instant happiness booster of all activities, writes Miss Limberlowski in her book, The How of Happiness. Spend time in nature. People who are more connected to nature tend to experience more positive emotions, vitality, and life satisfaction. Get rest. Research has consistently linked lower sleep to lower happiness. What's more, a study of more than 900 women led by Nobel Prize winning psychologist Daniel Kahneman found getting just one more hour of sleep each night might have a greater effect on happiness than a $60,000 raise. Pay attention. Studies show people who practice mindfulness, the moment-by-moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, and external circumstances, not only have stronger immune systems, but are more likely to be happy and enjoy greater life satisfaction. They are less likely to be hostile or anxious. Pioneering research by Richard Davidson, John Combat Zinn, and others has found a basic eight-week mindfulness training program can significantly improve our physical and psychological well-being. Spend money in the right ways by buying social experiences, giving to others, expressing your identity. Do not focus on material wealth. After our basic needs are met, research suggests more money does not bring us more happiness. In fact, a study by Kahneman found Americans' happiness rose with their income only until they made about roughly $75,000. After, the indicator of happiness plateaued. Research by Richard Esterlin has found in the long run, countries do not become happier as they become wealthier. Perhaps it is why, in general, people who prioritize material things over other values are much less happy. Comparing ourselves with people who have more in a particular source of unhappiness. It also suggests why more egalitarian countries consistently rank among the happiest in the world. Find the right fit. All happiness-boosting activities do not work equally well for everyone. Understanding yourself better can help you choose habits which align with your personality, your situation, and your goals. What are the pitfalls and limitations of happiness? Pursuing happiness is not always straightforward. Paradoxically, it may require making room for negative emotions. High emotion diversity, experiencing many positive and negative emotions, is linked to less depression more than high levels of positive emotion alone. It is better for our overall happiness and mood to feel emotions like anger, sadness, and disgust at appropriate times, and not to fake a smile. Experiencing major adversity can actively help us better savor the present moment. This may explain some recent findings suggesting, quote, extreme levels of happiness are detrimental. Moderately happy people go on to have higher income, academic achievement, job satisfaction than the very happy people, perhaps because they are more motivated to improve. 
Intense manic levels of happiness may not afford us the same creativity boost and cognitive flexibility happiness typically does. When we pursue happiness the wrong way, obsessively seeking the feel good all the time, not emphasizing social relationships, we are less likely to achieve happiness or its benefits. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of season four of Inspire with Sean. We are going to have a whole bunch of guests for this season. So stop by for the next episode. I will see you all in the feed. Thank you. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and don't pollute. Peace. Peace.